Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, 10-minute Tuesday time. Hey, remember when I said last week that the Melbourne event's going ahead and uh, go ahead and buy tickets? Well, look, I may have to take that back. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going ahead. It's been postponed. Melbourne's going great. No no COVID cases. Things are opening up. New South, not so great. So uh, we're going to find it very difficult to be down there. Anyway, so uh, we'll try again early September. I'll keep you posted. If you've bought tickets already, you'll get an email with instructions about if you would like a refund or you'd like to hold on until we set the new dates. Adelaide was still coming there in August, uh, but sorry, folks. The way it is uh, just requires a bit of patience, and I'm sure we'll all get to be in the room together again soon. Today, 10 Minute Tuesday, who is at your table? Now, this, this comes from... Uh, Greg Bellingham, who many of you have heard me talk about as a long-term mentor of mine and and the guy who uh, more than any other has been able to hold a conversation and a clean space for me and facilitate great change and growth over the years. So eternally grateful for the input that he's had. This is one of the tools that he introduced to me very early on in our conversation that just gave me language and a framework to access a new experience of life. I don't know if you've ever had that experience happen before, but uh, that's the power of frameworks. That's the power of paradigms. That's the power of tools. It's impossible to think new thoughts without something to hang those new thoughts on. So often the personal development industry is pretty lightweight and fluffy. It's just, you know, be positive, just attract it, just be, just believe. Uh, yeah, that's good, but not. it's not really that useful at all. So I, I love content. I love frameworks i love sharp tools that are generalizations that take us out of our unique experience up into something higher when you understand it at a principle level then you can drop it back down to see how it applies for you and it always gives you more ability to understand your own experience and uh, gain insights that are going to move you forward so who's at your table one of my all-time favorite tools from greg and uh, here's how it works so it's this idea that uh, if you were to be honest about who you are, uh, you're actually different uh, a lot of the time. Who you are is a very difficult question to answer because it depends on who you are, who you're with, what season of life as to how you know who you are and how you're showing up. Um, that's a good example of that might be if you're, you're on the phone to a, a mate from school and your wife's listening to you on the phone with your mate and she doesn't know who you're talking to because she can't hear the other end, but she actually does know who you're talking to because she can hear you. Your language patterns, the tone in your voice, the kind of words that you're using are different. You talk differently in that context than when you do when you're talking with your parents or when you're talking with a client or a colleague or a new friend. And so we show up different in different spaces. If you think about it as a boardroom and realize that there are actually inside you a bunch of characters, and this idea of who is at your table is the uh, the exercise of bringing them all out and giving them a seat and opening lines of communication and, and starting with a conversation. 
it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, kind of when you get over the fact that there's there's a split personality and lots of splits to your personality and relax into that, then you can you can really learn some interesting things about yourself. So uh, some examples of the characters at my table, and you might be able to relate to this, uh, but, but the first character that kind of emerges is Phrase. So Phrase was the nickname I had at school. So all these characters um, are identified by a name, and you might be already clear about the name that they have, or that might be part of the work that you'll do as part of this exercise. Uh, but that was an easy one for me, Phrase, because that was the nickname that I had at school. So Phrase was a sheep farmer from Collector. Phrase was not very uh, popular. It wasn't, you know, it was just kind of this middle kid. Um, didn't hang out with the cool kids, but, you know, wasn't an outcast. Uh, didn't have a lot of confidence, didn't naturally assume people liked him, was a good kid, tried hard, but never excelled at anything. So that interesting guy. Now, all of these characters, when they've become part of your world, actually remain part of your world. You don't you don't get to lose any of these characters. None of them die. And the point of this exercise is not to rid yourself of any of these characters. It's just to notice who's at your table. Uh, then I had... Uh, you know, there's there's other there's other characters that emerged. So uh, so the pastor was a, was a new character. Then uh, when I moved into business, the pink shirt guy was a new character that I uh, created to help me sell. So the idea of creating characters is something I'll talk about shortly. But the realization is you do actually create all the characters at your table as you evolve, as you face different challenges. You create a way of being in those challenges that's going to get you more of what you want. So I noticed that my background as pastor uh, and my natural um, thinking and personality as phrase and how I developed as phrase, I was a people person. I liked people. I liked conversations with people. As pastor, I was a people person. I liked conversations with people. I was invited into people's world, so I got more conversations with people. So I developed all the skills as those characters. Uh, but I... Then when I launched into coach, so a new season, a new iteration of me being me, the coaching skills became quite natural to me and was the next logical step from phrase and pastor, but I had no business. And so I remember the first time I went to pitch myself and it was a disaster. And as I came out of that meeting, I saw someone with a pink shirt and I just thought, that guy looks like he's swanning around like he knows everything. I bet if he was in that meeting, he would have sold himself very easily. So what if I was to be the pink shirt guy? Um, would I get different results? And so I literally went and bought a pink shirt, um, put that on, and imagined I was the pink shirt guy when I went into sales meetings and I had natural confidence just like that guy did. And a new character was born, and on and on. Other characters at my table, uh, Rusty, which was the name given to me by Greg at a certain juncture in our relationship as I was evolving beyond just coach and business owner but thought leader. Uh, Jay, that's the name that others used for me and I've taken for myself as in the running community. So Jay's the athlete. Um, Ernest, he's the character at the table who uh, who helped me write books. So I didn't know how to write. I tried to bring my other guys to, to write and I didn't know how to write. So I had to invite invite a new character to the table. Uh, and some of you have heard me tell this story that when I got the rationale this time last year that the gift in the COVID season for me was an opportunity to write the book, I tried to write the book by just writing the book, all of my other characters, and I didn't have access 
to that. So it was an opportunity to invite a new character. So the be, do, have. Who would I need to be to have access to that outcome? Who would know what to do here? Well, an Ernest Hemingway character would. So I just I just imagined this dark, tormented artist kind of vibe. Um, you know, I put on five kilos. I got dandruff in my hair. I changed my clothes once a week. There were coffee cups strewn throughout the office. I just ate whatever. I changed my sleeping habits, my, my eating habits, my exercise habits. Like my whole world changed as I took on this persona and had access to a new way of being. And so a, a new character was born. Uh, since then, uh, Jerry is, an, is the next iteration of the writer that's emerged in me. And he's got more of a business brain and a lightness to him. And that came from listening to Jerry talk about himself as a writer um, so so on and on. So you're kind of getting a little bit of a sense of how this works for me. So there are, there are three things for you to start integrating this in your own life. Firstly is awareness. To consider that you're not just one person, you're multiple people, and to actually begin collating and uh, becoming aware of who those characters are. So start, start with nicknames you currently already have and realize that each nickname represents a different version of you. Um, then, then examine the different seasons or the different jobs you've had or the different relationships you've had or the different countries you've lived in, uh, the, just the, the different times of life and, and realize that you were very different in, in each of those seasons. So identify patterns of behavior in different times and places and roles in your life. If you don't already have a name for that character, um, actually give that character a name. That's going to help you give them a voice and help you to listen to them and invite them into a conversation. Um, explore the strengths and weaknesses of that character. Explore the intention of that character. So each character is good at certain things, has a reason to be there, was created for, to solve a problem, to meet needs, to protect fears. Um, and notice the triggers and anchors that really connect you to that character. So, for instance, phrase, um, i got this Parramatta jersey. Some of you might have seen me wear it. It's connected to phrase. So when I put that on, I'm a sheep farmer from Collector. I'm a country boy. Uh, and, and so you might think, well, why would that be useful in my current goals? Well, sometimes that's really useful because... Uh, like we're having a bonfire with mates that actually don't want the coach to show up. They actually don't want the writer to show up. They want the friend. They want the guy they went to school with. They want the guy who can have some fun, who's not going to challenge them about their insecurity or question their ambition in life or just going to drink some bourbon, have some fun, light a fire, do some skids. Like that's that's phrase. So, or Catherine would be like, "Hey, hun, can you dig some holes and or, or fix the fence?" And if I'm the coach, or I'm Ernest, or I'm Jerry, or uh, Rusty, then I'm just like, I don't know how to dig holes. And and more than that, I couldn't think of anything worse. But I put that Parramatta jersey on, and guess what? Phrase knows how to dig holes, fix fences, um, you know, mark cow, mark calves. And, you know, do whatever is needed as part of the farm. And we've got a farm, so that's part of the experience. Second thing is integration. So kind of the, the aim is not to kill. None of these characters are bad. They all, they all serve a purpose. And when you understand their purpose, you can invite them and use them at key times, which is really great. So they become a central resource at your table when you listen to them when you get the point of of why they're there and what they can do for you. 
And thirdly, invitation. So as I mentioned, you created all your current characters, so it makes sense that you could create the next version as well and the next one and the next one and the next one. So you know, based on the be-do-have model, the key to achieving your goals is to first work out who you need to be and then being that person, what would you be doing? It's a trap to just go, well, what would I need to do? Because you'll be doing based on whoever, whatever character you've already got at the table, whoever you bring with you. So to get access to new goals, you actually need a new character. Uh, so, that's, so that's really fun. And, and modeling is the quickest way to do that, to go find whoever, who's already got the results in the real world that you're looking for and just go call yourself a version of them. There were, there were times where I modeled Kerry Packer early in my business journey around conflict resolution, around assertiveness. And, you know, there's a very extreme version of that. But I had a picture in my mind of how he would handle a situation that I currently had no idea how to handle. So I showed up as Kerry. I, I developed a Kerry character for, for handling difficult situations. He was just so inexorable, so strong, so, but yet so, so calm, so so short and sharp and to the point about what was important to him. And if someone was in the way of that, he would have a way of getting them out of his way very quickly. Uh, so awareness, uh, in- integration, and, and invitation. F- final thing as an exercise to do is to create a table for yourself with the headings role, firstly, then goal, then current character, then ideal character, then anchor. Um. Role, goal, current character, ideal character, anchor. So think about all the roles you've currently got in your life. So for instance, a list off the top of my head, husband, father, friend, farmer, runner, coach, author, mentor, trainer, business operator. There's a bunch of roles that are currently for me. Then think about the goals that I have for each of those roles. So what am I trying to do in each of those areas? What, What is success in each of those areas? Then consider the current character who's running lead on those projects. So... Could you imagine if, because of lack of awareness, I've got phrase running lead on the business owner project or the business owner goal or, or even the father goal or even the friend goal? Like, he's actually only suited to the farmer goal, really, in this current version of my life. So he's not the ideal character for that job. He's the current, might be the current character, but who would be the ideal character? Uh, you know, it'd be someone else at the table. Go, go through the whole list, all your roles, all the things that you, you want to achieve there. Notice who's currently running lead and understand who would need to run lead. Maybe you don't have a suitable character, which again is another opportunity for, you, for invitation for you to create a character. Uh, there's a lot to consider there. We, our time is short, but uh, feel free to reach out if you'd like to know more information around who's at your table or even if you'd like a, a coaching session around this to help you Uh, get this out of your head onto page and create some structure around this hope that's useful i'll uh, talk to you again next week you've been listening to the insecurity project podcast all you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works if this is your year to be insecurity free Jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.